friends. Welcome back to the H&H Hour, or welcome for the first time. Maybe if this is your first time, you'd be, welcome back would be the wrong phrase to use. My name is Heather Taves, and I'm sitting here with my sister Heidi Bolt, and we are the co-host of this show. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm great. Good. This weather is, I love it. I was going to say my jam, but I actually think summer's my jam. Okay. But this weather today is glorious. It, it is, is really nice. It is crisp and beautiful, and the leaves are turning. I just feel like it makes people happier. It is really nice. It's funny, though, because we had to have our air conditioning on yesterday <laughs> and our heat on today. So yes. it's like that. My sinuses are just out of whack yes. because of the highs and the lows. Yeah, same. But that's okay. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like life. You know, you have one day that you might just be, everything feels great and mm-hmm. Feels, and then the next day, you just might feel like down in the dumps, right? It's that, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Heather, if our listeners are new to this show, they may not they may not know kind of the premise, but you and I sometimes chat, mm-hmm. and we talk about life, mm-hmm. whatever is happening in our life, in the world around us, and about our faith. Mm-hmm. That's really, yep. that's the point of this show, is, is our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we invite these guests, these mm-hmm. incredible guests onto the show. Right. Ordinary people, right? That are that we are just loving the stories that they're living out, yes. that God's letting them live out. And I would be hard pressed to say I don't know that I've ever been quite this excited about a guest before. Right. Well, for a little background, this is called the H and H Hour. Yes. And H stands for obviously Heather, Heather. and Heidi. Right. But there's a third H. There is a third H. And really, <laughs> uh, the two of us as H's aren't complete without our third H. No, no. Well, okay. So our third H is our little sister, Holly. Uh And the coolest thing about her, one of the coolest things is that when we were younger girls, God put it on our hearts that we really wanted a baby sister. Yep. And our parents insisted that they were done. They had five kids. Five kids is a lot. Right. And they were like, you know, sweethearts, (laughs) we're done. Go play with your baby dolls. (laughs) And then we just said, we're going to pray and Mm -hmm. ask Jesus to give us a sister and uh, I don't know the time frame because I was young, but lo and behold, mm-hmm. here came Holly. Here came Holly. Surprise. And so we weren't surprised, but right. mom and dad were. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I knew, I knew as soon as mom and dad told us, I knew that it was a girl. Yes. I, I like, I had no, Yeah. because that's what I had prayed for. Yes. And I just believed that God was going to answer my prayer. Yeah. You know? And so I knew right away that, in fact, the day she was born, we went outside really early in the morning before the sun was even up. And we put pink ribbons around big, huge bows, all of the 30 oak trees that were on our family's property. Yeah. So the whole yard was covered, which is hilarious that it's pink because she's not really a pink girl, but man, it, it told everybody that we were super pumped. Holly was here. Yeah. So we should probably introduce her. Let's do it. Go for it. Holly Schaefer. Hello. Welcome to the H&H Hour. Thank you. I feel like it's like, I belong. You you (laughs) do. Okay, so two cool facts right straight off the top. One, you're our number one most requested guest on the show that hasn't been on yet. I still don't really believe you when you say that, but I'll I'll go with it. It's true. I can show you proof. (laughs) And two, you do all of the design work. Yes. All of the media and the artwork for the H&H Hour. So really, it should be called Triple H Hour. I like that. Except Triple that kind H. Of, that, yeah. That kind I, of sounds I, like a strip club. Yeah, I don't think that's a... I don't H3? Think that's H3O. <laughs> H3 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 I was going to say H squared and I realized that's two and I'm like, no, wait. <laughs> don't, don't say that. It's okay. You just had a baby recently. Oh, yes. Baby I did. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is fun because it's... Uh, we, the three of us get to do life together. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like a conversation we would have in real life. Yeah. But it's mic'd. Yeah. And so we, I just was, as we were praying before this, I just had this thought like, God, we get to capture this conversation Mm -hmm. and look back on it for years to come and let our kids and your future kids and, you know, Mm -hmm. Atlas is too little to know that we're podcasting, but someday (laughs) he'll get to hear it. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that's a really cool piece of technology that we get to use in this day and age. Yeah. That is cool, especially for mom brain, because I'll probably like tomorrow be like, what did I do yesterday? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know, but I could listen to it. Yeah. So I love good. I love that you said that because it it's such a fun season for all of us now to be mm-hmm. in together. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you are 14 years younger than me. Yep. And 10 years younger than Heidi. Yep. So 
for a long time, we were in very different seasons. I mean, I've had yeah. kids for 11 mm-hmm. years, almost 12 years. Yeah. Um, so now you have Atlas, your mom, and we're all in the same season, and I think that's amazing. So fun. I feel like it still doesn't feel real yet, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're all in the same season, but like we've been adults together for a while, but I don't really – haven't grasped that we're actually moms all. Yeah. yeah. We're not – that we're all moms. Well, yeah. you're a brand-new mom. Yeah. So two, it takes two a while and a half for months. that to sink in. <laughs> two and a half months. And he yeah. is – one of the most darling things I've ever laid eyes on. I think so, too. We're all probably biased, though. So. That's smitten. Mm-hmm. Super smitten. Yeah. <laughs> Today, so he's fun. wearing a little Puma sweatsuit, and it just makes me... He looks like he's four, but it's so cute. <laughs> like a little jock. Yes. Okay, well, let's it. be real. He doesn't look like he's two and a half months old. No. <laughs> he looks like a linebacker. He does. Yeah, he does. He We're going to have to put dad. a photo up of him. <laughs> yes, oh, we will. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so Holly, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thanks for, this for having conversation. me. Um, you know this because you listen to the show, mm-hmm. but we ask all of our guests two questions. But we know you so well, but some of our guests or some of our listeners don't know you as well. So before we jump into those ordinary, extraordinary questions, can you just fill our listeners in a little bit about who's Holly? Yeah, so. Um, Heather's been making fun of me lately because I have started introducing myself as Holly Christine Schaefer, which is weird because like most of my life I didn't like my middle name and I don't know why I just didn't, but I like it. Yeah. And I'm going to, so I'm Holly Christine Schaefer. Um, which is not super funny because that is your name. I mean, (laughs) well, no, it's just funny that I, like I went from always never telling anyone my middle name. To then being like, no, I like it and I'm going to own it and I'm going to be that person. So That's hilarious. I don't know. It's just fun. But my husband is Isaac. He's the best man I know. He's <laughs> so cool. Um, I'm sure we'll get into talking more about him later. But he's basically just like the most steady and um, I thought I was laid back, but he's even more laid back than I am um, and just consistent. Like I don't think I've ever met anyone that's more consistent. Um, and we have a little baby. He's two and a half months old. Atlas David Schaefer. And he is, I don't have any words for him. He's the best. <laughs> um, it, being a mom is so fun. But he, it's like, especially in the morning when I wake him up and I unswaddle him and he just stretches. And I'm like, how can you be mine? <laughs> this is so fun. It's like living my favorite moments every day. Yeah. So being a mama is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I work for the church that the three of us attend and I love that I've done that for three and a half years almost four years mm-hmm. I yes. think coming up on four um and technically I'm the executive director but I always say that's like a crazy big title for basically doing a lot of ins and outs of the church um you basically run the church let's just be honest <laughs> I was gonna say it it is not a crazy big title you very much earn that title well it's I I think it just feels that way because like I mean, the basis of this podcast is yeah. ordinary is extraordinary, and I do a ton of ordinary things. Yeah. And then, like, I'll tell someone my title, and they're like, whoa, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, it's really not. Okay, yes, it is, but it's yeah. really not. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. I get it. it just seems ordinary in the day-to-day, but yeah. it's a huge blessing and a big deal over that. Yeah. But besides that, I really love – I'm a soccer junkie. <laughs> um, I always will be. And it's super cool because even though I've retired from, like, competitive soccer, now Isaac and I get to play recreational soccer together, and he actually loves it. He thinks it's so fun. So we get to do that together. Um, Is it, I mean, because, okay, I haven't seen him play recreational soccer. I'm guessing you're probably better than him. He's doing well. <laughs> so, I mean, but is that hard for him? That, like, you um, can no. school him on the soccer field? No, I don't think so. I think it helps that we play on the same team. Okay. But he, like, when he started playing back when we were dating, it was rough. And he would tell you that. He would be like, oh, yeah, I was terrible. But he has improved so much. And now he is, like, I want him on my team. Okay, that's you know? good. And it's it's pretty cool because... I've actually got to watch him like develop in that and yeah. not and not that it matters in the long run, but it's just cool to have that experience together. Because he was a football player. Yeah. And, and those, he's athletic. Yeah. But soccer's a very different Yeah, than football. Sport and you can than imagine football. like the difference between a football and a soccer player. Yeah. But that's super humble of him to be willing yeah. to come into your sport that you oh, were yeah. an expert in and 
be, you know, say like, okay, I'm going to join my nearly professional soccer player and <laughs> be on the field with her. No, he, he, I mean, he's super humble and everything, but yeah, that's just a good picture of yeah. exactly who he is. That's so fun. You've and played soccer it. since you were five, four, four, four or five. Mm-hmm. It's really been your life. A it lot has. Of your life. Yeah. yeah. It definitely has taken me on paths that I wouldn't have necessarily gone on. And like, I'm super thankful for it because it's led me really to everything in my life so far. But mm-hmm. actually, even like meeting Isaac, I met him on a pickup soccer field. So yeah. it's just things that you wouldn't expect too. It's brought me that. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about all of that here in a little bit. But yeah. before we forget, what's something about yourself that feels ordinary? Um, I would say just the general trajectory of my life, because especially being in the Midwest, like most people graduate high school go to college, graduate college, get married, have a kid. And that's what I did, <laughs> like literally to the T. And I kind of always expected myself to be the person in the family that like went off and did something crazy or, or moved to California and became a beach bum and opened a smoothie shop and <laughs> like surfed all day long and nothing else. And I kind of expected something crazy like that out of me, but I didn't do that. I did the totally normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I live my day-to-day life doing the normal stuff, working, making dinner, you know, hanging out with family. So that, I think that's very normal, very ordinary. Okay. I would agree. I probably, most people can relate to that also. But what about you is extraordinary? That, okay. Can I have like four things? Yes. Sure. <laughs> that's it. the opposite of me. I'm normally like, can you, can I have one thing yeah. instead of four? <laughs> third H. You can have whatever you want. Okay. okay. So first of all, I think when you guys started talking about this podcast and you were like, because the ordinary things are extraordinary and that's what we want to highlight. And I was like, duh, I've lived my life like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've always thought that I never see the little ordinary day-to-day things as like super unimportant. I've always seen them as the things that matter. Um, so that question, I kind of feel like it, my same answer is how I feel ordinary just because of that fact. But beyond that, um, like beyond just looking at, okay, the little things I do today, today, I think something that's super extraordinary is God has always brought my next step to me without me really having to seek it out. Hmm. And I don't mean like, I didn't, put in any work to get there. Mm-hmm. That's not what I mean. But he's always just like presented it as like, yep, this is what you're going to do. So mm-hmm. just as quick examples, like I was homeschooled until high school. And when high school came around, I wanted to play high school soccer. And he just presented this opportunity for me to go to high school, even though none of the siblings in my family had in the past. And it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, and like that story can go on and on and on where God just presents me with the next step of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I know it's time for that next step when that thing shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, here, like here's God again, mm-hmm. like delivering the next step. Yeah. Um, so I think that's extraordinary. And maybe like probably more people have that in their lives, but they just don't necessarily recognize it or yeah. see that it's God. Right. Guiding yeah. them. Instead yeah. of just like how their life is unfolding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. That is good. I would agree with you. Having watched your life, just God's favor, just watching him. Mm-hmm. I just picture like illuminating that next step, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where, and you're right. You put in, you put in all the work, like you put in the work to be a successful athlete. You put in the work to get a, you know, full ride scholarship to college. So it's not as if you were just lazy and you got everything handed to you, but I think it's that diligence that you put into your life that was the reward and the payoff. Yeah. And that's why God was just, how he's been just so gracious to allow you to see those steps and to recognize them. Yeah. And I think too, like part of it is just not being anxious about what is coming because I've never been one to be super anxious. I think that's just part of my demeanor, but yeah. like just having that faith that like God's going to bring it. You don't mm-hmm. have to stress and worry and like just do the day-to-day things Mm -hmm. and God will bring what he needs to bring. Okay. So I would agree with that. You are probably the most (laughs) even tempered chick on the entire planet. Um, 
how do you manage to be just so level and no drama? Well, okay, so you gave this question to me ahead of time, and it was super hard for me to figure out first why that was the case, because I just generally really don't like drama and I try to stay out of it, but I don't think it's that. I think, well, I'll back up. I'm the fifth of the seven of us kids. No, so you're the sixth. No, I'm, wow, well, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sixth. I'm the sixth of the seven of, of us kids. And so I was the sixth personality in five older personalities and one younger. So like everything else was taken? <laughs> no, no, like for real, I was like, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just going to be the low key one. Okay. Like as a young, at a young age, I think that's how it started. Like I just kind of started being the low key person because there was enough going on. And I honestly kind of liked watching all of the chaos, <laughs> good chaos go on. Um, but I think as I got older, I was like, oh, this is actually helpful to be this way. So I'm going to mm. stick to it, you know, mm. like sort of a choice to be like level headed or even keeled or however you want to say it. Yeah. And it's also like part of who I am, hmm. but I don't know if that makes sense. It does totally make sense. And let's just be real. Those five personalities ahead of you <laughs> are all big, pretty big. So I think it's interesting that you recognized that you could sort of sit back and take it all in and, and that's part of how God developed you and mm -hmm. made you into what you need to be today, really, for mm -hmm. the people that you love and serve and the roles that you are in and the call that he has on your life. And so he was developing that in you at a young age and you probably didn't even at that point know why. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. Well, and I think, too, like I just I've always felt like some somewhat of a middle type person, like. If there's a debate going on, which I really hate debates in general, or I don't hate them. I don't like doing them. Mm -hmm. I don't like participating, participating in them. In them. Mm -hmm. I don't mind them. Um, but I've always felt like I could totally see both sides. Yeah. So like I could see where one side was coming from mm -hmm. and I could see how the other side couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, like vice versa, vice yeah. versa. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, my job title is kind of mediating 12 people yeah. and a bunch of different ministries. So I'm like, wow, God really yeah. did provide yeah. my personality for this, what I'm currently walking yeah. through. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so funny because most of the time I've realized that people that are like, I, I don't like drama. I'm, I'm no drama. Most of the time, yeah. they're like the people that are the most drama yeah. about everything. It's true. But you've never, you don't say that about yourself. Like we all say it about you. Yeah. But I was thinking about that when I was reading through these questions and I was like, Heidi, Holly's never labeled herself that way. We've labeled her that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Well, I do think like, if it's not your thing, just don't get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of just what, it, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like for me growing up, I just didn't get involved in other people's drama because it wasn't necessary. Yeah. But now like, okay, if you're coming into a situation and it's not yours, if it's yours, deal with it. But yeah. if it's not yours, just stay out of it. Yeah. You can encourage that person, but that's a good word. Don't get involved. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Okay. Let's jump ahead a tiny bit. Well, we're going to jump back, but let's talk about your college decision because that was a pretty big um, transition yep. and just kind of the story there that God wrapped around it. Cause then that feeds right into you getting hired as the executive director at our church. Yep. So I want to kind of unpack that. So talk to us about your decision with college and the soccer piece and all of that. Yeah. So I wouldn't have necessarily labeled myself as someone that was like super pumped to go to college. Um, cause I didn't have anything that I like specifically wanted to study or do with my life. I wasn't like, I really want to be a nurse, so I need this specific education. Yeah. Um, but I did really want to go to college to play college soccer. Um, so I was like, if it works out for that, great, but I'm not going to push it because I don't like, I'll study something, but I don't have that specific, like I'm built to be, you know, yeah, this in my life. Um, so my sophomore year of high school, we started looking, my parents and I started looking at schools and a couple schools would come to see, you know, our practices, or our games. And I remember being like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. I definitely want to play, you know, at the next level. And so really started pursuing that. Um, and I remember that I think one of the first coaches that ever came up to me, who was just a junior college coach from Champaign or something. 
And he was standing there talking to my dad. And I'm like, okay, this coach actually wants me to play on their team. Like, mm-hmm. this is I, – I, I had experienced that at a really, like, low level just in travel teams and stuff. But it was just a cool feeling to be like, this person sees what I have see, or sees what I can do, thinks it's valuable, and wants it. Yeah. So that really made me say, like, I definitely want to play at the next level. Um, a couple coaches from – other schools started coming to our practices and I remember a specific one um came sat in the bleachers and watched us and I <laughs> he was from a division a division one school but I remember playing way better than I normally do like mm. it was not a fair trial because <laughs> I specifically like did things that I'm like I've never done that before and I can't do that in the future I know I can't <laughs> like I think God just allowed that day to put this uh, the specific coach, he mm-hmm. was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually, after that practice, offered me, I don't remember the details of it, but a very high scholarship. Um, and I kind of got to use that going forward as like a, I have this. Leverage, yeah. Like leverage, yeah. yeah almost in a, like, I've got a fallback plan that's really good from this D1 school. Yeah. Like, what else can we do? So yeah. that led me to looking at um, a lot of different schools, Division One, NCAA, um, and NAIA, and I ended up looking at Grace College in Indiana, and they, when I went and visited, I was like, wow, something is different here. Had they come to see you first? I don't remember. I, we had talked back and forth, and, okay. and the coach had seen videos. Okay. Um, and I was, like, fairly certain that, like, cool, they love Jesus, that's awesome, it'd be so cool to play on a team that loves Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of schools... They normally say that, and uh-huh. it's not, like, anything about their life Lived reflects out. that. Yeah. So it that was, like, had no bearing to me, like, that they were a Christian school because it wouldn't necessarily have translated. Right, sure. Um, so I went and visited them, and I met the coach, and specifically I was like, whoa. I don't know if the team lives it out, but this guy is the most sold-out person I've ever met, mm. and he really does – uh, he calls it lives on mission. Like he really does live on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so super long story short, I ended up going to Grace College and turning down what ended up being a full ride scholarship to a D1 school because I wanted to play for the glory of God with mm-hmm. like-minded people and um, felt the call to study some type of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the closest at Grace that I could come to what I thought I wanted was youth ministry Um, so I ended up spending a year studying communications and journalism and not youth ministry, um, because of certain circumstances. And then after a year, I went to those circumstances and said like, Hey, I've done this for a year and it's not what I want to do. So can I study youth ministry? And the answer was yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I switched, I studied communications and youth ministry, um, at Grace College and it was exactly what I needed. It was Mm -hmm. so good. I remember you telling a story about um, you would give tours mm-hmm. to potential, you know, incoming yep. freshmen and their parents. Yep. And you said you got multiple comments about, you know, what what are you majoring in? And you would share with them and they'd kind of be like, that's kind of random. Yeah, they would, sometimes the parents would literally laugh when I would say I'm double majoring in communications and youth ministry. Because to the world, that's like two separate uh, you want to be a news anchor and a youth pastor? Like, yeah, they what? Don't that doesn't yeah. That doesn't combine. Yeah. yeah. And I would tell them, I'm like, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but God's got something. Yes. And I just, I, I almost, I believed it, but I almost said that just so they would stop, like, questioning Step me off. about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. just yeah. let me do my thing, you know? Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I just kept answering, like, God's got it. Hmm. God's got it. Okay, so tell us what happens a few months before you graduate. Yes. So I graduated a semester early. So it was December or shortly before. I don't remember the exact timeline, but I got a call from Heather, your husband, Chris. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was driving in one of our parking lots at Grace, answer my phone and it's Chris. And he doesn't normally call me. He would normally text me. Hey, how you doing? Love ya. Yeah. But he calls me. So I'm like, oh, I hope everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And he's like, He's been in your life since you were Oh, I don't five. remember life before him. So he's like a big brother oh, yeah. figure to yeah, you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I answer and he's like, hey, Hall, how you doing? I'm like, good. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Is everything okay? He's like, yeah, 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 of course. I'm like, okay, good. He goes, so I've got a question for you. 
I'm like, okay. He's like, I want to offer you a job. I'm like, okay. Still have no idea where he's going with this. And he's like, we're going to start a church. And a few weeks before, Heather, you had been at a soccer game of mine and you were sitting around a bonfire and you looked at me and you go, we're going to start a church. And I go, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. But I had already, kn- I already knew it. Like there, there was no reason that I should know it, but I already knew it. Hmm. Um, so Chris calls me with this offer. I'm like, I know instantly I'm going to take it, but I'm like, I'll think about it and pray about it and talk to Isaac about it. Um, but shortly after that, we ended up FaceTiming you guys, uh-huh. you and Chris and yeah. Heather. Actually, it was Google Chats. Yes, it was. It still pops up <laughs> on the sidebar on my Google Chats. That group. Uh-huh. I love it. Last cool. Google Chat with Holly, Isaac, Chris, and Heather. <laughs> yep. And I just watch it every time I pull up Google Chat. I love it. So that Google Chat, we hashed out like what it would look like, what the church vision was. Um, and Isaac and I were super on board. What your job would be. And what my job would be. And specifically my job would be overseeing the ministries and basically handling all the communication side of the church. So (laughs) exactly what I studied. And I feel like people always say, oh, I studied such and such and it doesn't apply to my life at all. But I feel like I studied something that literally applies to my day-to-day life constantly. So much. God knew. God knew. He he prepared you so specifically, not just your heart and your spirit, but your education. Yep, did. Well, and it was education, too, that was, like, so outside of my day-to-day realm because it was – I went to another state. I met different pastors, different professors. Like, it was not people that were already in my circles. Yeah. So it was a totally different ex- experience than what I have – what I had previously. Yeah. Well, and I love, I love that you said what you were studying didn't really – wasn't working out, so you went and you asked to switch it. I love that you had that confidence to go, okay, this isn't right. I'm going to switch this up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to make this change. And then you had the faith when God did put those majors in front of you to just walk Mm -hmm. through those doors and to go, God, I know you've got something. Even when people would sort of make fun of you, if you will, for the choices you were making. Um, And so I just, I love that story so much because I feel like it's such a great picture of God being in the details. Yeah, he really is. He's got it. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got it. Even if you sort of don't believe it when you say he's got it, he still does. That's yeah. right. Well, and two, I think like the reason I studied something else for a year is because I had to take a step of obedience even though I needed or I knew I wanted to study something else. But yeah. without getting into it, there were certain circumstances that I shouldn't study yeah. something else. Yeah, and even though obedient. I knew I would eventually, yeah. but I was obedient for a year and did it and then got the answer yes from that person. And God always, 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 every time honors our obedience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, It doesn't mean that that always looks like exactly what we think it's going to, Mm -hmm. but he honors when we're Mm -hmm. obedient. And that's such a cool picture, Holly. I also think it's incredible that you were, what, 23 years old, 22 years old. How old were you when you graduated college and took this position? 22. 22 years old. And you were hired on as the executive director of a church which is not a job that most, A, 22-year-olds would be offered, and B, that 22-year-olds could do. Well, that's definitely God's grace, because I feel like a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I can't do this job. It's too hard for me, or too much, or too, you know, unknown, or, I mean, we didn't, none of us knew what we were doing when we started this, so I wasn't alone in that, but he's definitely guided us through, and it's been really cool to see him just be like, yes, you can, because I'm actually doing it. You're just the vessel I'm using. Yeah. Mm. That's wow. so good. I remember we'd be sitting like in leadership meetings. There would be, you know, all these people, everyone older than you, having these strong opinions, mm-hmm. sometimes split down the middle, like mm-hmm. one side, the other side, all these strong opinions. And then it would be your job to rein everybody back in bring the peace back and say, okay, let's make a decision and let's move on. And you would do it time and time and time again. And you had just this presence of peace about you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's part of God's preparation for you mm-hmm. was yeah, this position totally. you'd be in. Mm-hmm. But just to watch the Holy Spirit truly come along and be your helper yeah. was so cool. Like it, if you had those Jesus goggles on, I feel like you could have literally just seen mm-hmm. the presence of God around you, mm-hmm. giving you that that mindset. Yeah. So well done. Well, thank you. So fun. 
Okay, so let's talk about Isaac yes. for a minute because I really love this story mm-hmm. and I know you do too. Tell us about meeting him and how the two of you fell in love. Okay, well, I'll give this short version because the long version gets really lengthy. <laughs> um, but long story short, he we met in 2010 at our church and we were like mutual friends to the definition. Like okay. we didn't have each other's number. But we hung out frequently in groups of people that knew each other, Okay, if that makes sense. Yep. So he and I were not friends. Yeah. But we happened to be together a lot. Okay. And a couple years later, I was with someone at the time. I went to school, was gone, you know, life. I was five hours away. Life was happening. And every time I would come back, he would still be there. And he was working in the area at this time, at that time and going to school Bradley. So he was around every time I was home, even if it wasn't like a planned break. Um, So he was just always around. And a couple years after we had met, um, when we were both single, he started Twitter messaging me, actually, because we didn't have each other's number. (laughs) It was like one of those things. So if you have a group of people and it's totally normal to have the guys in the group's number because you're all friends, but like we kind of liked each other so it wasn't normal to have his number Uh, okay (laughs) like so neither of you had like gone there yet no yeah because there was like something there but not at all yet so it was yeah it was weird i was actually reading them back the other day because it's just hilarious and i'm like this is how it all started you never know. Watch out for Twitter. Singles, watch man. out for... Tw- okay, and you know, sometimes Isaac can get long-winded, uh-huh. so occasionally his, like, part of the conversation would be, like, nine or ten messages long, because there were only 140 characters. And and Twitter is... Pub- oh, no, 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 no. This was direct message. Oh, direct message. Yes. Okay. This was private. Okay. Thankfully. <laughs> okay. I'm not a very public person. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. So... Twitter. We're Twitter messaging, and I, I laugh because it was, like, January. I don't know of what year. I'm terrible with these years. But then we would go to, like, May and not have Twitter message. And I didn't have his number, so I knew I didn't talk to him in that time. I can't so, believe he didn't want to tweet you more often. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone the other day talked about, like, what is Facebook poking? Huh? Okay, I want to know that, too. <laughs> I don't know if we should go here. Go there, but... I- I've like, never done it just because I'm so scared <laughs> of what it actually means. Okay, I suddenly feel very old because, I, well, I'm not a huge Facebook chick. Poking? <laughs> I don't. Okay, so no, it's like super PG. old school pace, it's, Facebook. Oh, it's, it's been the, forever. The beginning, but people would just like poke each other and you would, could just have like poke wars back and forth. But now I'm, someone brought it up the other day and I can't get it out of my mind. I'm like, I poked probably way too many people. <laughs> so... Like you would post your <laughs> friends or strangers. <laughs> and and what would the point of this poking be? <laughs> was there a purpose to the poking? <laughs> I don't... It was just yeah. one of those weird Facebook is brand new. It was new like saying, hey. Yeah. It was okay. like, like a wave. Like, hello, but they called it poke. I guess I missed this. Well, but it, I don't, don't know. worry about it. It's not yeah, hilarious. I have no idea how I oh, got onto that. <laughs> okay. Raining it back in. Back to Isaac. Twitter. Goodness gracious. Okay. okay. <laughs> he, um. So he's sending you Twitter messages. He was sending me Twitter messages and I really, really did like him, but I'm like, he would never go for me. He's going to marry some super conservative, super like really meek little girl not little i don't mean little but quiet you, you know what i mean like yeah proper just super A yeah and that's girl. so not me i'm like right. sometimes i'm quiet and sort of proper but the other times i'm bouncing off the walls like a crazy person and let's just you be, have a super goofy side yes and yes. let's just be real you had had like a, a line of men lined up for you like you you could have had 12 boyfriends at once if you wanted to okay <laughs> I'm just going to say okay to that. <laughs> well, well, right? Right. There were a lot of, of young men that were vying for your attention. There, yes, yes, there were. And I guess I just felt like I wasn't someone Isaac would be attracted to because okay. of my personality. So I kind of just dismissed it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, no, he, he wouldn't be interested. He must just be Twitter messaging me as a friend. Yeah. Like, not that I had ever had an experience with friends Twitter messaging me. <laughs> but long story short, I actually had to ask him on a date um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was telling one of our other mutual friends, like, hey, I don't think he likes me. And he must have had some other knowledge that he knew he did because he's like, no, for real, just ask him on a date. Mm-hmm. Like, that is super weird. No. And he's like, just ask him for a drink. And I'm like, I'm 20. <laughs> he's like, ask him for coffee. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I finally did. And I was asked him, I was like, I have a yes or no question, but you have to answer yes or no before I ask it. And he's like, okay, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, you just agreed to get coffee with me. <laughs> so we went out for coffee. Um, the place closed 20 minutes later. So we went out to a different coffee shop, which also closed. So we went to an ice cream shop, which everything good ends at ice cream. Your love language. Yeah. And we talked for a long, long, long time. And when I got in my car to leave, he was like, let me know if you want to do this again. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm correct in thinking he doesn't like me because I think he would have said like, I'll call you or, you know, yeah. something like that. So he like still that. doesn't have your number at this point. I, we did. Okay. I think we swapped numbers okay. at, at that meeting, but I just expected him to take the initiative yeah. for that. So I think he came to his senses because a couple days later or maybe the next day he did text me being like, hey, let's hang out. So, okay. But I tease him all the time. I'm like, you didn't even want to go on a second date. <laughs> um, but that very quickly turned into we hung out the entire summer. This was before my junior year of college. And... Um, at the end of the summer, he was going to PA school in St. Louis Mm -hmm. and I was going to Indiana to finish or to start my junior year. So we were going to be seven hours apart Mm -hmm. if we did this. And that whole summer we got to know each other and like 12 days ish before we both left, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Actually, no, he asked you guys and all of our siblings if you guys would approve and you said yes. And then he went and asked my dad, if he would approve. And yeah. he said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> because when I got home that night, he said, hey, Isaac Schaefer asked me if he could ask you to be in a relationship with him. And I want to be the bad guy if you don't want to be. Aww. And I remember saying, no, you don't have to be the bad guy. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad said yes. Isaac took me to a hill over a lake. It was super, super cute. Um don't remember a word that he said, but basically at the end of it, he was like, so to summarize, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and then we went seven hours away apart, 14 days later or 12 days later. I don't remember. And how long was that? How long um, were you apart for that long? He, so he was in St. Louis for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I was in Indiana for a year and a half after that. So the first year and a half, we were hardly ever saw each other Mm -hmm. um distance was super super hard but Mm -hmm. it the whole time it was super worth it i remember in our premarital counseling um heather you and chris were um doing that for us and you i think you asked the question like was it ever to the point where you said this isn't worth it or this isn't gonna work and literally i never had that thought once Mm -hmm. in my head it was always worth Mm -hmm. it yeah even though we now both hate skype and despise Mm -hmm. any type of like video chat yeah because we did it way too much Mm -hmm. yeah um but that's all we could do Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. so it was a long time of distance um but then when I moved home I was only two and a half hours from him so I got to visit him a lot once Mm -hmm. I moved home after college and that was super helpful yeah Um, and that was a hard but fun season wasn't it oh you get to go down yeah have some fun experiences down in St. Louis. And- yeah, it was fun. And it was, when we were together, it was just us all the time. So yeah. it was super concentrated time, which I think prepared us for being married because, yeah. I mean, that's the most concentrated that's, time right. you can have. Yeah. Um, it probably taught you to communicate mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because it's super awkward if you just sit there looking at each other on FaceTime. Yeah. You know? Oh, and there were those times for sure where we just stare at each other. <laughs> um, but it did. It it helps get to know each other because we yeah. couldn't just go hang out with a group of friends and like feed off the camaraderie that that gives you. Yeah, like right. it was really like, do I like this person? Cause right. that's all that right. I have yeah. right here. Do I like his silence? Can I bear his silence? Yeah. Do I, yeah. Can I handle, you know, yeah. Yeah. all of these awkward moments? Well, I'll never forget the day that he pulled us aside. Mm-hmm. We were at a church event cause we were his leaders at a church. Yeah. And so he pulled us aside, Chris and Heather and my husband Kip and myself and said, 
you know, I just, as leaders in my life, as my spiritual leaders, I really would like to know if you guys would give me the blessing to ask to date your sister. And mm-hmm. as Holly's siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we're all like, yeah, please. what took you so long? <laughs> okay. So I have to tell the first time I ever met Isaac mm-hmm. and it was at a women's event that we yes. were hosting at our church and his mom was catering the event. Yeah. Soups and salad for all of these women, um, probably a hundred women or so. And his mom couldn't be there. So she had, she had convinced him to come and serve all <laughs> yep. of these women. So he's there. I'm setting up cause I'm in charge of the whole thing and I'm setting everything up and he's setting up all the food and he's got an apron on and watching him one work really hard to get that all set up and do an amazing job doing yep. it. And then two, so gently and compassionately serve these women soup and salad. And I remember, and I didn't know, I didn't know you liked him. I didn't know he liked you. I didn't know any of this, but I remember looking at him and saying, he has to marry Holly. (laughs) That was well before Twitter messages, I think. I I mean, honestly, I was like, this man, that he is a man that, yes, I would approve of him for myself. There had been a lot that I wouldn't have approved of. This one, I was like, yes, it's him. And so I remember early on just having that, that feeling about him. Well, and the funny thing about Isaac is, so we have a brother named Isaac. Yes. And so when he decided to become a part of our family, he was the second Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so isn't it correct that our brothers called him other? Oh, they still do. They still do. Or yeah. they would call him 2.0. 2.0 is like, I feel like that's nicer because it's like, sometimes 2.0 like is improved, uh-huh. but other is <laughs> just other. like, actually, it's really endearing. They call it. And an ind- call it him is. other in an endearing way, but it's hilarious. At Actually, first, yeah. I felt really like, oh, you can't call him that, but it's sort of become a sweet, yeah, a sweet name. It's now true. they've just shortened it to Uv. Uh. <laughs> so we'll walk into Isaac and Blake's house, my brother Isaac, and he'll be like, hey, Uv. Yeah. And it's just normal. Well, yeah. and they're such good buddies. So right. it's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Okay. So you honestly have the best stories. Like your life is just full of, no, I'm being very serious. And all, We love your stories. Yes. Your life is full of these incredible God stories. Yeah, it is. And, and it really is. Mm-hmm. Each each one is just like what you said at the beginning, This that next step. Yep. And, you know, the word says, yep. the Bible says, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And a lamp doesn't illuminate this whole big thing. It just illuminates that next step. And mm-hmm. really, I feel like that's what the stories of your life are. Mm-hmm. But you do get made fun of. I do. In our family because of your mm-hmm. stories. Yep. Do you want to tell us why? I can't tell stories, apparently. <laughs> Only if so. You... I I don't know. I I mean, hopefully the people listening haven't turned it off yet because I'm telling a lot of stories. <laughs> only a, only a few, a handful of our family members say that about you. I love your I, stories. We like your stories. I think most everyone except for YouTube. And I also you're the one that tied pink bows around trees, so you're probably more biased than everyone else. That's we not love, true. We love you the most. You're you're probably the favorite child of everyone. Probably. No. Not for no. mom and dad. Oh. Like all oh. of us siblings. Like, you're probably the favorite sibling. Yeah, because I'm low-key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no drama llama. <laughs> okay, so speaking of awesome stories, this is one of my favorite stories currently from you. So, fast forward, you and Isaac get married. You've been married a while... You guys go to a Hillsong conference. <laughs> Hold on. Can we talk about their wedding day for just like one minute? Okay. Just don't let me forget to go back to this because okay. this is my well, favorite. But this, this is proof of her heart. Okay. And I think it is incredible. Your wedding day was on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. before church or yep. after church. Yep. So we, our church sets up everything in a, it's actually a concert hall, concert venue. And then we tear everything down. So your wedding day, we set everything up. We had church. You participated in church. You helped set everything up. Then we rearranged everything and had your wedding. Yep, we did. And I remember looking at you and saying, like, Holly, you don't need to do the setup for church today because it's your wedding day. Like, go, you know, pamper yourself. And you said, no, I want to. I got this. I'm good. Well, I think, I mean, it's, we did have time to like get ready. I mean, I had my hair done professionally, all that stuff. So it wasn't totally like, oh, I'm just going to set up and walk you down the aisle. You ran church but, on your wedding day. That's my point. Pretty impressive. Like, no, but nobody does Well, that. this is this is actually kind of cool because I we didn't have a church building, clearly, because right. we were renting. And at the time of planning our wedding, we didn't even have the place that we ended up getting married in. So we were meeting there consistently by the time we were married. But before, 
when we were planning it, we were bouncing around every single week. So we literally didn't have a place that I could even rent to be like, yeah, this is our wedding venue. But I remember telling Isaac, let's just get married wherever we're meeting for church at the time. Hmm. And he's like, okay. Kind of like, you crazy lady, we literally move every single week right now. <laughs> but he said, okay. And then shortly after I said that, we started long-term renting this space and we set up the fact that we were going to get married there. Yeah. So that's just another proof of God's faithfulness being like, okay, you're going to trust me that I'm going to give you a space to get married? Sure. Yeah. Like, here's a building for not only your wedding, but your church. Yeah. I just think it's so incredible. And I feel like, Super man, humble. we need to do, we need to do weddings like that. You know, mm-hmm. we need to really make, make the main thing, the main thing about mm-hmm. getting married and yeah. about it not, it doesn't matter what the venue is like. It doesn't matter what the decorations are like. It's about marriage. And yeah. you guys obviously had put so much, um, emphasis on that, that running a church service for our church family was, was a priority on your yeah. wedding day. Yeah. That, that is a really cool testimony of your heart. Both yeah. of you. Thanks. I thought another thing that was super, really such a cool picture was instead of having traditional wedding party, you guys asked couples in your life who were your circle, who were your people Mm -hmm. to represent you. And then you had all of us stand kind of like in a, in an arc around, like a semi-circle around you. And so it was such a cool, you know, thing. Those of us with kiddos, our kids walked down the aisle with us and- It was such a cool thing. Just the picture, I look back at your wedding and I think, man, like you really wanted it to be about the presence of God and about your union and the people around you that were like, yeah, we are going to cheer you on. And it was really cool. It was a very um, God honoring service Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, and actually one of the things that I'd contemplated saying was extraordinary about my Mm -hmm. life is my community. Mm -hmm. Um, And that totally shows that picture because... I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've, there it, it exists other places, but I've never experienced other people with a community that we have. Yeah. So our church family and our actual family, mm-hmm. we just have this community that literally just surrounds us and yeah. something happens and everyone's there to help and yeah. it's unheard of. Yeah. So we wanted that to be a part of it instead of like, here's my six girls, here's your six guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but that wasn't how our life. Yeah was at the time. Mm-hmm. So fun. Okay. So you get married. Yes. You're going to wait a little while to have babies. Yep. And then you go to Hillsong Conference. And then what happened at Hillsong Conference? Yeah. So we had said one to five years for babies because we didn't know what we wanted exactly. We we're just going to see how it went. Um, and a year and a half after being married, Isaac had been like, I'd been teasingly asking him let's have kids let's have a baby let's have a baby and I was like sort of serious and sort of kidding um but we had decided like okay maybe next spring we'll start trying this is in the fall okay and we go to this Hillsong conference um it was in November and we're there at the first night it's worship or in worship the first night and I feel this little tap on my shoulder and we're at this huge huge church conference so I expected thousands of people to turn around and see someone I know from another church, like Mm -hmm. one I visited in school or, you know, someone here from local. And I turn around and I see this face I've never seen in my life. And I'm like, she's about my age. And I'm like, okay, I totally expected to see someone I know. And she pulls me really close. The music's super loud because it's the middle of uh, worship. She pulls me really close and she goes, the Lord told me very strongly to tell you that you're having a baby. And I like looked at her like okay, I believe you. I didn't say this out loud, but in my head, I was like, I believe you. Also, you're crazy. We're actively preventing. Yeah. Um, and I just hugged her, said thank you, turned around, told Isaac, and he laughed. <laughs> and then after the the message and everything, I told our close friends that were with us, and they were expecting at the time and knew it, Um And I was like, maybe she was wrong and she meant to tell you as like an encouragement, like, yes, you're going to have this baby. Like, this is true. And we all kind of like mold that over and we're like, yeah, maybe that's, that's it. But in my heart, I'm like, no, I think that was for me. (laughs) Um, Get home, take a pregnancy test, wasn't pregnant. Three weeks later, take a pregnancy test and I'm pregnant and we had not tried. (laughs) So we end up going to the doctor and she's like, oh, you're eight weeks pregnant. So we were clearly pregnant 
at the moment that that girl told me I was (laughs) pregnant, (laughs) which is just crazy looking back on it. I'm like, now that I can hold Atlas and be like, you were told to me before we even knew about you from some stranger that I have never seen, probably will never see until heaven. (laughs) But I just want to tell her she was right. (laughs) See, you have awesome stories. I do have awesome stories. (laughs) I just can't tell them. Yes, you can. (laughs) So clearly, Atlas was ordained. Yes, he was. Well, and we've had a cool like journey of trying to figure out why God told us about him because Mm -hmm. he very well could have just let us. I mean, if he clearly wanted wanted us to have him, he could have just let us find out normally when I would have been like, oh, I should check if I'm pregnant, you know, and. But he told us for some reason. So we're still kind of working through that yeah. of like, why why, mm-hmm. do, why did you tell us? Mm-hmm. But when we figure out, we'll, we'll let you know. Hmm. Hmm. Well, his name, you know, an atlas, just the fact that an atlas provides direction. Mm-hmm. I love that yep. God just spoke that direction over your life and that, mm-hmm. that confirmation. Yep. Well, that's probably the biggest example. Well, no, that is the biggest example of like God's like, it's time for this part of your life mm-hmm. and you haven't done it yet so here and here it is <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm gonna bring it to you yeah so how do you feel about being atlas's mommy and uh what what surprised you about becoming a mom um how i feel about it is it's i always knew i would really really enjoy it but it just feels right it's exactly what it's pretty much what i expected um but it's absolutely the best and being able to work from home for church is I mean, God's just aligned all of the details perfectly. Um, But the thing that surprises me of it is how much he loves me. So (laughs) I knew, like, the kid always likes the mom the most. But he just stares at me all day long. Like, I can walk around the house not being paying attention to him whatsoever. He's laying on the floor, and I'll look at him, and he's just looking at me. (laughs) And as soon as I look at him, he just grins ear to ear. And he's only two and a half months old. But I'm like, dude, you just how do you love me this much? I mean, I know I'm his source of food, so that's probably why. <laughs> but it's just, it's cool to see how he could love me so much already. Mm-hmm. And I haven't earned that yet at mm. all. Yes, you have. Yeah, you have. You're a good mom. Yes, Thanks. you are. Actually, you're a fantastic mom. Yeah. Thanks. Outstanding. I knew you would be, but mm-hmm. watching you walk in that has been so cool to see you just thrive in yeah. this and just step into this role in such a obviously a God-ordained way. Like, yeah. he designed you to be a mom. Yes. And that's so cool. As your big sister, I just yeah. want to say, good job. Yeah. Oh, I learned from the best. <laughs> and Isaac, too. Oh, he's, he's the best a dad. Daddy. Yeah. So sweet. It's, I'm just, I'm excited to see their relationship grow as Atlas gets older. I am, too. We'll be best buddies. Mm-hmm. Best buddies. Our mom stayed with us. My mom stayed with us um, the first, you stayed with us the first night, maybe. I don't know. She was staying with us, and she was watching Isaac um, when Alice was two or three days old care for him. And she goes, wow, he's such a good dad. Most mm-hmm. dads are not like that mm-hmm. this early on. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's mm-hmm. an amazing dad. He's a good man. Yeah. It's awesome. I can't wait to see. God's already doing so much in and through mm-hmm. you and Isaac and Atlas and your family. You as individuals, but you as a family. And yeah. I... I'm so glad I get to be along for the ride to watch because I just think that it's just the beginning. Yes. You know? I think that you will make your mark in history, um, not for the worldly success sake, but for the kingdom of God. And, yeah. And I think people are going to look back a thousand generations from now and say, look, look at Holly and Isaac Schaefer and look at the legacy that their family started. Yeah. So. That's cool because we're literally up for anything God brings, but it's interesting that even though that's our mentality, like we're being very normal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like when people are like, use me any way you want, God's like, okay, move to Africa mm-hmm. or, you know, do this crazy big thing that should be super scary. And they always do it and that's awesome. They should, but God's just been like, yeah, do you like just be a family. Just We had this guest, I think yesterday. And he said something that so hit my soul. He said, Mm -hmm. so often God doesn't call us to do these extraordinary acts. He calls us to be really faithful in our ordinary life. And I think that's so true. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's what we're watching you walk out is just that faithfulness and that, um, that belief that God really is who he says he is. And 
he's for you. And um, just to watch you guys serve together, you know, there's Isaac's a, a preacher and yep. a worship leader mm-hmm. at our church. And so he'll be up on stage leading and then you'll get up and do some communicating and do things behind the scenes. And I just think what a powerhouse mm-hmm. couple for the kingdom of God. It's so cool. So proud of you. And isn't that really the point of all this is that I think more often God calls us to the ordinary lives for his purpose, but the extraordinary acts of like moving to a third world country or starting a mission school, nothing that there's nothing wrong with those. And I'm so thankful people do those things, but those are the things that get highlighted Mm -hmm. when really, I think God calls most of us to the ordinary life, yeah, to his kingdom work through our ordinary lives as we're faithful to be obedient. Well, and I think too, I had to learn like, yes, you're willing, you are willing to do anything for God and he's asking you to be here. Yeah. And I didn't share this, but right after college, I had the opportunity to either go overseas and pursue trying to play professional soccer. And there was no guarantee that that would happen, but there was teams that were interested saying, come to this combine. Um, And that was super enticing to me. Like, yes, I want to go overseas and play professional soccer. That's always been my dream. But the like flip side of that was, but God's calling you here to be with Isaac and that's here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's what God's calling me to. And, and like, my flesh would have said, God's calling me to go overseas and mm-hmm. play soccer so Come I can witness me. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. truly, yeah. like, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted what God wanted, and he wanted me here. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and how powerful to Isaac, just mm-hmm. that picture of, like, how you truly chose life I love with you him. enough to be here with you in the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was, like, it felt like the easy decision, too. So I'm like, wait, am I just scared to go do the hard thing? Mm. Yeah. But truly, it was. God was saying, no, this is what I have for you. Well, because it would have been easy for you to try to convince him, like, hey, this has really been my dream, mm-hmm. so will you follow my dream? Yeah. And not that that would have even been bad yeah. or wrong, yeah. but yeah. What just... would you tell your 18-year-old self? This was a really hard question for me to figure out because I truly don't, like, regret mistakes or anything because I know that they've brought me to where I am. But I remember like if I had to do it all over again, the things I would want to make sure I did again, um, would, I just want to say, do the hard thing. Mm -hmm. So if something is hard, you're facing something hard and like, there's a specific decision that you don't want to make because there's repercussions and a lot of different things, but you know, you have to make it like have the strength to make it. Mm. And there's a specific time in my life I can remember doing that. And I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't. Um, So like uh, mistakes and successes aside, I would just want to make sure I did the hard thing. Hmm. That's good. Holly, this has been fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for doing all of our, a lot of our behind the scenes stuff. To make us look pretty on on social media. (laughs) We've been promising our listeners swag for a while. Yeah, swag is coming. I know. We have some really cool ideas. We do, yeah. Now that Atlas is old enough to, you know, lay and play on his own. Gaze at you? Yeah, gaze at me and just grin. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get some swag designed. Well, we were, you know, wanted you to have a baby and enjoy that whole season of like having a newborn instead of being like, Hey, design us some shirts. (laughs) Well, to be fair, you did ask a long time ago. (laughs) We're good. No rush. So listeners, thanks for joining us. We are so glad that you got to meet our third age. She's, we say all the time that she's kind of like a a mesh of us. Mm -hmm. It's true. Looks a little bit like Heather, looks a little bit like Heidi and a little dose of something else <laughs> and has her, has her very own the special. funny thing is though uh, like my husband has mistaken you oh yeah as me like a few times and then the other night heather i walked into your house carrying i was wearing your soccer sweatshirt yep. holly carrying atlas and you and chris both looked at me with the most unbelievable <laughs> looks and you just stared at me oh, for yeah, like took us- 10 seconds yeah. and i'm like hi yeah and you're like oh my word i thought you were holly yeah it took us a long time so figure that out yeah oh yeah well all three of us like our husbands smack each other's booties not (laughs) our husbands don't smack (laughs) your husband's booty like they mistake booties smack our booties yes 
so funny. And then they're like, oh, sorry, it's okay. It was basically your wife. <laughs> we all pretty much answer to each other yes. anyway. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, send us your prayer requests. We'd yeah. love to pray for you. We'd love to intercede on behalf of you. Sometimes I think, Heidi, um, you need someone else's faith to stand in the gap oh, for whatever yeah. it is you're going through, yeah. and we're willing to do that. People yeah. have done that for us. They continue to do it for us. Mm-hmm. So if we can do that for you, reach out to us. Reach out to us on Instagram and message us. Um, or Twitter. Oh, wait, we don't have Twitter. Do <laughs> yeah, no Twitter. <laughs> um, or Facebook. Or you can email us at the hour at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll chat with you next time.